Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Uh, we, are, we are called to raise uh, generations of great people that will in turn be a blessing to their generation. Uh, just rising up in your business or career we put you in leadership positions. Greatness will of, uh, always attract attention. And many that don't know how to handle that fall by the wayside. And it's, it's important that as we're rising, people are trained for greatness. Uh, we're at various levels of greatness. There will be temptations. There will be distractions. You need to know how to overcome uh, those things, uh, especially when we look at the tactics of the enemy. First uh, Corinthians chapter 10 uh, as a way of collaborating with you, we're going to do it together uh, from verses 1 to 13, 1 Corinthians 10, 1 to 13. I'll take the first verse, you take the second verse, and then we take verse 13 together. Uh, but just before we get into that, can we just pray? Lift your hands where you are. Father, we thank you for this uh, session of the word. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over our minds, of our lives, and everyone participating and watching Today, we, we break the power of the enemy that wants to steal any of these revelations from the hearts of men. We, we receive impartations. We receive engracement to walk in the fullness of this revelation so our lives can bear fruits in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so I do verse 1 and then verse 2. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant, to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Verse 2. Read it again. Okay, verse 3. All ate the same spiritual food. Okay, verse 5, but with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Verse 7, now, it says, many of them could not make it, and God is saying, whatever happened to them has become examples for us to learn from. Okay. And do not become idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Verse 8. Now let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Verse 10. Verse 11, now all these things happened to them as what? And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Verse 12. Read it again. Okay, verse 13 together. This is an encouragement. No temptation has overtaken you 
accept such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will, the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So God is saying, many of the things that make people fall in every generation are practically the same. So they are written for example so that we can learn and avoid it. And then this, uh, the verse 13 we just read, uh, made it clear that there is also a way out. So you don't have an excuse by saying, ah, I could not just, I didn't know what to do. Or I was just caught and I, you know, there is always a way out. There's always a way of escape. So at the minister's conference, we, we shared some slides. We're going to start with the slide. Uh, now, the, the, the summary of the slide is this. Many of the things that people think the enemy um, comes through are not the things that the enemy would always use. In fact, the devil is used, I mean, is termed as a serpent in scriptures. Serpents are always, um, what do you call it? Is it cunning? Slimy? Swift? That's another word I'm looking for. Eh? Sneaky. So, I mean, God forbid, if there's a snake around here now, you practically not even know there's a snake. If it's a dog, you will know. If it's a lion, you might even notice that. But if it's a snake, you won't know. You only know when somebody's beating. So that means the, the tactics of Satan is not that open, you know, that people can... So many people fall without knowing that they were being attacked. And we are raising generations of great people, you know, in business, in career, in life. And if you don't train them along these lines, the enemy will just find a way of getting them off track. Some of you, as we go through these things, you see certain uh, time, time frames of your life where you missed it and what led to it. And some of us, God wants to use it to prepare you. The enemy does not want people to succeed. He knows that, especially for covenant people, he knows that it brings glory to God. And then he doesn't want that celebration. Now look at her. She's becoming a billionaire. Or look at him. He's married and the marriage is okay. Look at that family. They are healthy. You know, he doesn't like it. So the, the, in, in the Garden of Eden, you know, the Adam and Eve celebration, he didn't like it. That was going on fine. And he sneaked in and tricked them out of the place. So what I think the devil tries to do is he wants to take you out of your Garden of Eden. He wants to find this, this garden of peace, of prosperity, of you know, your joy. He wants to find a way this person must suffer. This person must not do well. And he finds a way to trick them out. But there is a way forward. We are victorious through wisdom. Okay, so we're going to go through some highly practical um, tactics. For those of us that were at my second session, it's, it's a good way to learn it from this brother uh, a more broad perspective, praise the Lord, and I, I believe um, it will be a blessing to us all. The first thing I, I put on the slide is the enemy comes through spouse or trusted friend. Now, now, understanding this principle is this. It's not that your spouse or your trusted friend is a bad person. It's just that when the devil knows that you listen to a particular person, or that person can get to you, it tries to get to you through that person. It's just not normal. I mean, for instance, if I want to get a message to your house, I can't be calling your neighbor. I have to call somebody 
in the house. Maybe I'm trying to get a husband. I can't get him. I now call the wife. Can I talk to your husband? I can't call your neighbor. So when the enemy sees that, oh, this man would always listen to this person. This person has an influence on him or her. He tries to influence that person to influence you. Many of the people whose destinies were damaged, if you track it, it's a friend. It's not a, it's a friend that they met on campus, in business world, and they got so close, and that friend began to transfer wrong things to them. In fact, Mike Mudok says, when God wants to bless you, he places someone beside you. And then he said, when the devil wants to destroy you, he places someone beside you. Let me, let me show us from Matthew 16. Uh, media folks, let's see how we can, I'm trying to look at my slides here. Matthew 16 verse 15. Matthew 16 verse 15. Okay. He said to them, but who do you say? That I am. He was talking to the disciples that, okay, who am I? And they, they all gave all kinds of uh, revelations, but they were wrong. But somebody got it right. Verse 16 says, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Verse 17, Jesus answered and said to him, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for what? For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Look at that. So the devil saw, wow. Revelation is coming through Peter. He's a, he's a son of God. He, he, has, he has revelation. And then the same chapter, I think that's from verse 21. Verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Now, this is what Jesus came to do for you and I. Forget about the healings, the deliverances. This is the main assignment. To die and, and pay for the sins of mankind. This is his purpose. The same way you have a destiny. But the devil tries to send people your way to untrack you. So look at what happened next. He was telling them, I'm going to die, blah, blah, blah. Then who? Peter, that man that he will listen to. Peter took him aside and began to what? Rebuke him. Not even just, he was rebuking, you're not going to die. You, you that raises the dead, you can't die. Never. <laughs> He was touching a nerve. He was touching a very sensitive place because that dying was a lot of price to pay. And now your friend is telling you, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You, don't, you can escape it. If you're not careful, you will listen. Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. Do you understand that? You will not understand it because he didn't come to die for us. But if you are saved, you know that this makes a lot of meaning. Look at the next verse, 23. But Jesus turned, Jesus turned and said to who? Get behind me. We need to say this a lot. In office, maybe at home at times, in your, wherever you find yourself. Sometimes you watch something on the news, trying to push a negative vibe in you. Get it behind me, Satan. 
Why this is strong is because the devil, did, I mean, Jesus didn't say, get it behind me, Peter. He saw that now it's not the revelation you are talking about. You know, the first one he said, flesh and blood. Has not, but now it's the devil using your mouth. Unknowingly. He said, get it behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. And you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Can you imagine if Abraham said this to Sarah? When Sarah said, can you sleep with Hagar? Can you imagine if Adam said this when he was trying to give him that fruit or whatever it is? How life would have turned out. And that's why we are encouraged because Jesus overcame, you will overcome in Jesus' name. But the lesson is this. People closest to you, be mindful of their counsel. It doesn't mean they are bad. People, people have good intentions. I was sharing something, I think, online two days ago, how Saul, you know Saul, King Saul, was putting the armor on David to, to fight Goliath. It was, it, the intention was good, but it wasn't going to work. And, 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 and David said, sir, I can't use this. I can't. It, it's too heavy for me. And he took it off. It takes courage to tell a friend off. It takes courage to say, I can't, I can't listen to you again. It takes courage to cut off some friends. If not, your destiny will be paralyzed. And at the end of the day, that friend would have left you. So it could be a spouse, it could be a trusted friend. We have the example of Abraham and Sarah, Adam and Eve. Now we have Jesus. We could almost say Peter was Jesus's, well, not spouse, but very close friend. Was the head of, was like the leader among the team. And he was telling him, you're not going to die. Can you imagine just as I said, yes, Peter, I don't have to die. Is it me that committed the sin, Seth? Why did Moses die for them? What about Jeremiah? Thank you, Peter. And they hug him. But destiny goes out of the door. So my thinking is, there are times that the devil picks up on people's voices to speak to us. It could be your favorite celebrity. that You, you, you adore some people, you adore some celebrity more than Jesus. Anything the person says, you follow like a fool. And then the person just speaks something about marriage that's not scriptural and you swallow him. And they start running your marriage with the principle of a, a, a failure in marriage. But because you love the person, anything he says is my idol, you know, my football idol. The best counsel is the counsel from the word. Okay, let's go. The next slide. Ah, slide, slide, slide. Attacks come through grateful people. <laughs> uh, when I was 40 and my pastor was praying for me, I remember he said that I should learn to give God all of the glory, not some of the glory. One of the reasons people don't last at the top is because of pride. And one of the things that fuels that pride is the applause of men. Especially when your esteem is very low as a person normally. When your esteem is on zero. And then suddenly they are saying, ah, if not for that minister, ah, if not for that leader, if not for that manager, if not for that person, this thing will not have happened. And you allow it to enter your head. If I be the last victory. So beware of grateful people. Always learn to give all the glory to God. Look, I've learned this about God. He's the only constant. We're all variables. Stones can replace you if you over, be, over, over misbehave. 
<laughs> oh my God. When Saul saw that God was picking up a shepherd boy at the backside of the wilderness to replace him, he was angry. It's annoying. He is a king. In, in, in Israel, shoulder up or waist up, he was like the tallest. He looked like a king. He looked like a military man. And then in your very, before your very eyes, you could tell that he's one shepherd boy that does not even know how to use armor. That, you know, it's annoying. And envy and jealousy. And said sin. And that's the end. Learn to give God the glory. Don't even wait for anybody to say you did well. All the glory must be to the Lord. And then he adds more color to your life. In fact, we progress in destiny when we learn to give him all the glory. Intentionally. Don't, don't say, I'm thinking it. No, say it out. Don't kiss your palm in, in secret. Ah, if not for that business idea I introduced in the strategy meeting, I'm not sure our company will be at this level. Praise the Lord. Okay, Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. So beware of pride. Beware of some people is just vain glory. You start um, if not be me, where then go day? There's nobody on the team that can do what I can do. I can go late for meetings until I come. Discussions cannot be practical. If not be me. Hmm. Acts 16. Is it verse 1? Acts 16, 21. Is that correct? Or is that 12? How about Herod? Herod. Maybe 12, 21. Is it 12 or 16? Okay, 12. <laughs> Not 16, 12. 12, 21. Praise the Lord. 12, 21. All the glory must go to God. Thank you very much. So, on a set day, are we, are we, are we here? Please look up, please. On a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. Verse 22. And the people, somebody said the people. Yeah. That was what put some problems. When God told him to go and do something. And the people said, don't do it like that. And the people kept shouting, the voice of a God and not of a man. Well, when they say this, you tell them, no, it is God at work. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure in me. Next verse, 23. Then immediately an angel of the Lord did what? Struck him because, because, because he did not give glory to God and he was eaten by worms and died. Your business will not die. Your career will not go down. Your greatness will not diminish in the name of Jesus. Rather, you will go from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from blessings to blessings, from increase to increase. Jesus' name. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. 
Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.